welcome back to books you and i it's really been quite a while it's been a minute uh, but it, it, it's good to be back um, i think it's good to be finally free from other commitments um, so we can just find our feedback in uh, books you and i so just a quick recap on what we have done so far i'm not quite sure if there's anybody new joining us um, for the first time i would love to think there's always new people joining us on the on this on this podcast and um for my old listeners welcome back i'm always great to have you um engage with me and the new listeners welcome to books you and i uh, please familiarize yourself with the podcast um, other episodes and just to get a hang of what we what we're looking at all right so um our first episode um, once again was what's your x factor and i think we have exhausted that then we moved on to the nature of being open-minded and our last and previous episode was the art of being teachable and um, that was that was that episode that would link the whole introduction abstract um, part of the podcast to where we headed to now and that's actually you getting into your first job of which this episode will be exactly about that first job how you can apply for your first job basically so um, uh, a thorough recap on the uh, on the last episode um, which is about being effectively um, open-minded the whole idea was that you know if if people can't teach you anything then people can't basically employ you uh, because there's always this diversity, there's change in a workplace, and only the teachable usually um, become very accommodative towards the, the two, which is diversity and change. And all these things are inevitable. You're not going to, you're, you're not like the next person, and that obviously brings diversity. We have a lot of um, dif- differences in a workplace in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, cultures, educational levels. Um, sex uh, backgrounds um, political uh, views uh, perhaps political affiliations it's a reality now that has uh, become quite a toxic trade in workplaces where the political views of which most companies obviously do not uh, condemn this in the workplace but i mean you know at chit chats you you always find this and there and, and these differences always creep up and unfortunately they tend to part people so uh, being able to adapt in a diverse environment is very important in the 21st century. And the second thing that we spoke about um, is change, which is also inevitable. So at this point, we are assuming that you have a clear understanding of what it means to be teachable. Essentially, that is you being open-minded because being open-minded means you are acknowledging to yourself that you don't know it all or that there is still room for improvement, that people's opinions uh, or people's different views are of value to your own thoughts because they help you think better. They help you make better decisions. They probably help you um, see opportunities where you can learn or you can teach someone because just as much as you can never really show people where you need help, people can never really show you... um, where they can teach you or where they would need extra help if you guys don't engage and that's why engagement is uh, is encouraged in all this um, all these episodes that I'm putting out 
and obviously in your workplace in your circles you you need to constantly engage people to to find those opportunities to learn and and i'm saying this in the most um uh, casual way uh, you can apply it in whichever way you see suitable but the whole idea behind is that you need to be able to find opportunities to learn because that's how we grow okay so um today's episode like i said is titled what now and it's basically the, the main target for this i'm not secluding those who already have jobs or those who are still um, in elementary high school or probably still doing their university years it's still for all of us uh, but the main 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 focus is on an idea of anybody who wants to get a new job and i'm gonna go back to this definition again uh, um, like i said before on this episode when we mention a job it doesn't only mean um, um, a formal job it could be that you're self-employed it could be a very part-time task that you're giving to, to somebody or that you are undertaking and when we talk about education we're not only referring to uh, formal qualifications from universities or colleges we're talking about general education however way you have acquired it because it's this whole notion that if you haven't graduated or if you don't have a formal qualification then you are uneducated no that's not true because education is about information and information doesn't look at people and say oh look at that guy he doesn't have a degree or he doesn't have a master's degree or a phd a phd so i cannot be with this person no it doesn't do that information just goes to those who listen and who are willing to actually look through the pages or talk to people or watch news or wherever they can get this kind of information so we begin to understand that education essentially has nothing to do with a school qualification and the moment you understand that it becomes very easy for you to not even do things under peer pressure or to be envious of anybody who might be uh, who might have uh, more qualifications than you and you might not look at people's qualifications and and and, and think they are less than yours or they value they valued more than yours because um as much as a lot of um, um it could go both ways with uh, uh, where i'm getting to now with this definition of of whether information is actually um subjective or not because the thing is that if you look at yourself the information that you have is valuable to you it is valuable to what you want to achieve but if your goal is less than the next person obviously that person won't see that information as valuable to them or as adequate for them because they want to achieve something bigger or something in a totally different um, 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 career line or industry but their their view of the information that you have doesn't make your information less it's just to them because they need more or they probably or they need less but for you at this point you need to realize that you must always strive to have the information that you need and more right doesn't matter how people look at it whether it's less or more it is it is about you it is about what you want to achieve it is about your own dream okay so how then do you get your first job after graduation the first mistake that we always do is that we are going to pick up that pc or that pen and paper write an application letter to a company and boom we're in 
Um, I, I remember very well, I think when I was um, first year, we had all these beautiful dreams about time after graduation. We were planning to travel um, as a group. Uh, we were planning to um, do quite a lot of stuff, you know. Where are we now? We're all over the world. We have done, we have probably done most of the things that we said we would do, but not in ways that we thought it would go down. I mean, when I first traveled, it wasn't even after after my my university years and it was it was a painful beautiful experience because i was i was sort of um um in a position where i struggled um, um to cope but again it was a very beautiful experience handed to me um then you look after after varsity we don't even really see each other and that's going to be the same with you and most of your classmates and friends so usually the plans that we have before graduation they all beautiful they all um uh, all gold and glitter but like i always say you know um reality is not like that so there are going to be inherent challenges that comes with um that comes with a um with a um that part of life um that age that uh, line of responsibility where you need to get yourself a job okay now the the current statistics and this is according to the world bank is um, namibia's unemployment rate and, and generally for sad for the sadic region is hovering between 20 percent and 30 percent and 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 i think at some point um around 2017 2018 in namibia it had gone beyond 33% it was somewhere around 34% now these numbers are very worrying because if you if you look at if you look at especially the kind of population that we have in namibia at uh, about 2.5 million people that that 20% is a lot of people for our very very small um, uh, population and 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 that means about a fifth of the people who are eligible to work and that means people who are between the ages of um, 18 and 60 years and they are able to work meaning uh, they don't um, 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 they don't uh, suffer from um, anything that that make them totally ineligible for work and and i'm talking about um, conditions like um, um, severe autism or um, or anything related so i'm talking about people who can get a job people who can work okay um it's it's a very big number to have a fifth of of people actually not employed and and remember we already have a big chunk of people who are uh, self-employed and most of them are not self-employed by choice they are self-employed because they couldn't get a job that um, they wanted or that they couldn't get the jobs that they were applying for now if you look at the statistics again for the last couple of years in namibia the flip side is that we have had one of the highest university outputs in the um in the whole world and um and that's per per one thousand per one hundred thousand people mean and and that means that most of our university uh, students who enroll actually do make it and 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 and, and graduate there's a big number of of graduates in namibia and i remember uh, we had a minister um, make a statement about that of which um, different people obviously looked at it differently <laughs> um but yeah that's a story of another day 
um, we we have a lot of graduates in Namibia, so we have a lot of people who are actually formally educated and a high number of unemployment rates. So where does that put you as a graduate, especially as a new graduate? It puts so much so much pressure on you because you have to you have to really turn up when it comes to that uh, field of play. You have to express that you are the right candidate because you're competing with a lot of people. You know, if you look at the if you look at the numbers that people usually post that there's been, especially with municipalities lately. I mean, there's been a, a, um, a position advertised, and 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 uh, maybe it's taking like two, one or two people, and you hear that if, uh, 1,500 people applied. Now, that's scary. You're competing with a whole lot of people. You know. Um, and 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 if you also if you also go around and ask what the graduates the ones who manage to get jobs what what they are doing you will be shocked because that will then will give you an idea of of um, how it is just difficult lately with all the challenges going on in the world it is so difficult to get a job you know um, and to give you an example I personally have have have, have um, friends who are in in in, in different um, um, industries and i can name probably like five to ten percent of of them who are in the right industry and that's just me those are just the people that i know now how much more of the general population because um if if you look at if you look at the 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 the, um, especially the, um, the in the past it was very easy for for someone to not make it um um to university and maybe come out of uh high school um or fail or whatever happened but it was it was easy for that person to get um, to get a job you know but if you look at the current um, um, job requirements lately uh, I mean the recent number intake they're, they're looking at they're looking at numbers that you can only get in, the, in uh, if you if you're really a top average students you know and and usually these positions are applied to uh, by graduates who couldn't get jobs in their industries, and they do get these jobs that they eventually apply, especially in the in the in the security um, uh, um, industry. And by security, I'm, I'm talking about um, the police force, the defense force, um, and all related fields. So so you 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 start to understand that people aren't only applying them for the jobs that they they actually or the jobs that fall within their industries people are applying for every job that is available out there so competition is very high it is the same thing where you get uh, uh, people qualified in so many different fields and because the 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 the, the education industry needs people it takes them and about 30% of those people never uh, really wanted to do um, to go into academics but they, they the circumstances forced them or you find a mechanical engineer probably working in a, um, in an environment that has to do with with um, something else that is not mechanical or, or it, it can be just someone working in any field that has nothing to do with that they study with what they studied so then how do you how do you position yourself to make it easy for you to actually stand out now in the in the graduates holy grail there's a there's a guide and it's under the the third topic of uh, creating your own vacancy and that the whole idea of it is just what it sounds like you have to create your own vacancy 
and I've put down um, a few steps just for those who have the books you can review them and just go back to their thoughts but I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just going to, to run um, uh, through them again so the first step is is essentially um, that you need to you need to pick a company now when when you pick a company you obviously the first thing that you have to look at is your skills and your passion because you want essentially to work in a place where you are happy you know you're happy you love the job um you you love the kind of um buy industries that you have to deal with and by buy industries i'm talking about like if you're a civil engineer you're probably going to work with um road contractors you're going to work with uh, um, technical contractors you mechanical people electrical you know you're going to work with communities when you have you guys have to negotiate um their their uh, routes and and stuff like that so so those are the things that that you have to look at you you have to look to work with architects you have to to work with town planners you have to work with designers um so it's 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 it's, it's diverse industries that you're going to work with so when you pick a company you need to be mindful of that and you just need to learn how they do things because that's where you're going to slot in okay then so you get as much as as much information information as you can on um on, on this company and that 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 includes studying their 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 structure and by structure i mean um, you have to look at the company organization uh, obviously all the way from the ceo to how their management um uh, departments are arranged to um, the roles that falls within different departments and how they interlink most of this kinds of information you might not find it on the website so then that's your next step when you pick that company you need to try and see if they do allow visits because you want to visit this company and and really find out what they're doing and and keep your keep your intentions clear tell them look I'm a new graduate or I'm unemployed and I'm, I'm trying to see where I can fit in or where my value will be appreciated and needed. So, yeah, I would like to have a tour of the company or I would like to sit down with someone who can explain to me how things are done here. And um, uh, the next step, you can do it before visiting them or after visiting them, but you need to write a letter. And this is very important. Your application letter has to be addressed to a very specific person and by specific i mean you need to write their name and their job and, and you need and, and you need to acknowledge their job title one way or the other you need to show them that steph i know that i'm writing to you or listen miss cindy i am writing to you because you are the hr manager or you are the ops manager or you are the what what um uh, relations officer or whatever or you the CEO um, of this company and the reason is because when you address someone specific they usually give you attention and they are usually inherently they will be kind enough to listen to your request trust me it works almost all the time I'll give you an example and this is something that I personally do all the time if I'm going anywhere and i want good service whether it's in a shop or a restaurant or anywhere and i really want good service and i think that probably my kindness alone will not be enough or i can't i can't uh, uh, rely on luck that the person who is going to who i'm going to talk to is going to be kind if that person is wearing a name tag you read that name when you greet 
if it says Cecilia on that name tag, you mention them. Hey, hello Cecilia. Good morning Cecilia. Good evening Cecilia. You know, because they have, they immediately get hit by the fact that you mention their name, and sometimes they know that oh he read it off my tag. Sometimes they don't. I'm not saying it, it's not really important whether they do or not, but it's just that they are going to acknowledge that oh this person knows me. And can you imagine how difficult it is to be rude to someone who just greeted you by name? Because you're curious, like, this person could actually know me. So that's why it's, it's, very, it's a very uh, a respectful way to address someone. It's uh, very professional. And it's, it's a very personal um, uh, um, interaction. So the person will, in most cases, listen to you. So, now, let's say you didn't visit the company, but you wrote the letter. When you send that letter, after a few hours or a day, you need to call them. You call that specific person, and then you can, if you haven't visited the company, then you can ask them that you visit the company, regardless of whether they read the letter or not. They just need to acknowledge that they did receive your letter, and immediately, you don't need to, to know whether they read it or not, immediately you ask them, if you could come in and and just sit with someone who can answer more of your questions. When you say that, if they didn't read your letter, now they will go back and read the letter because now you have increased the curiosity on their side. Now you have just yo, now you have just scored some points in like the universe being kind to you to let those people let you in so someone can sit with you and give you information. No, seriously, I mean this. Like, if if you call them and tell them that, listen, I sent you a letter and now I'm asking to come in, they will read that letter. And I, I will tell you um, a, a quick story just before um, I, I finish off the, the episode. When you visit the premises, please be dressed accordingly. And I mean that if it's a factory, put on factory clothes. Put on your, uh, have your glasses ready. Have your earplugs, have your safety boots, and this is for the technical industry. If it's office office work that has no chance of you being taken to any construction site or any engineering plant, put on official clothes. If it's guys, if it's not hot, put on a suit. The only time that I wouldn't put on a suit if I'm going to see a new company is if it's scorching hot. And that better be in the Namib Desert or the Texas. Because it, it, it just says something about how how you carry yourself you know and 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 it doesn't matter what you're going to to, to wear for the rest of your of, of your days if that company takes you i mean i was taken in interviews where i wore a suit but i had to work with overalls and stuff like that i mean you have to look neat and official your that's your first impression your when these people meet you so you need to look as presentable as possible and 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 the other thing is that you never know who you are going to be referred to you will be shocked that you might you might meet someone in the company and then immediately they're like hey look my manager is actually free now so he could also meet you maybe you have questions for them before you know it it's like you're meeting the most important people in in the department that you're trying to work for and you're wearing Prada shorts. Okay, I'm just putting it out there. Nothing against the brand. But I don't even know if they actually make shorts. So, you have to look presentable. You absolutely need to look presentable when you go there. 
and in your conversations with those people you need to express diversity and flexibility i'll leave this up to you um i, I think at this stage um I'm, I'm 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 hoping that you do further research on all these things but you need to find ways to express diversity and and it, again it boils down to the fact that all workplaces life is full of diverse situations and people so you need to be flexible you need to be able to adapt you need to be teachable you need to be open minded okay and um by again on this it's it it it, it will really work easier for you if you invest a lot of time and effort in developing your soft skills okay again go back to your soft skills learn how to be sympathetic empathetic learn how to to um to solve conflict learn how to listen attentively learn how to give constructive criticism and also receive constructive criticism okay those are all the skills that workplaces will need usually things that universities will never teach us Now the last thing that you need to do is swing back. And by swing back I mean if it doesn't work out, you need to revisit all your uh, drawing boards again and do this over and over and over again. There will be a time when it will work. There, there's just no way that you will keep failing. And and I mean this, I mean I've worked uh, uh, um with a lot of graduates uh, on applying for jobs and I've seen I've seen some of them get a job the very next day. I've seen some of them fail 5 6 times and but they eventually get a job. It will eventually happen. Um and it usually happens to those of us who stay persistent. Now, I promised you a story at the end of the episode. This is about what it means to be persistent, okay? So, a few years back, I was managing uh, um a, um a quality and control uh, department um in one of the technical companies in 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 Fentuk and I needed an intern so I put up an advert now a lot of people applied for that position i think i had close to 100 applicants and and most of them were from the engineering um faculty and i think food science but there were a lot of people and i remember i was under so much pressure um having to compile documentation for the company so i didn't really have time to 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 go through all these applications and i didn't want to hand them over to hr because i wanted to to select someone who i could really tell that hey i can work with this person based on their profiles obviously not their names so i kept these documents on my desk for a few days but there was one particular girl who kept calling me all the time she kept calling me and i kept telling her listen i i will look at the applications in the coming week currently i'm so busy but i'll look at them and if you're successful i'll call you so she kept calling mr staff have you then looked at the papers i'm like no girl i still haven't looked at the papers i will let you know so one thursday this this girl calls me and i tell her okay I will look at the papers tomorrow and I'll call you either tomorrow or Monday, all right? Remember it was a Thursday when she called me. So she's like, "All right, fine." So I go on lunch and I come back and my assistant tells me, "Hey, there's a girl here who's who came in to see you." And I was like, "What's her name?" So they told me the name and it was the same girl who kept calling me, all right? Now, I know you're listening, okay? Like uh, uh <laughs> By the way, um she's one of of the of the avid listeners of and readers of my books. 
um, Carolina Nidipa. So I, I, I immediately call HR and I tell them, look, I have found the candidate for this position. You know, I told them right away. So the HR is like, are you sure you're not going to, to have um, uh, uh, formal interviews? And I ask her, you know, if, if, if this kind of position doesn't need an interview on, uh, uh, like, um, we don't need to put up an advert for legal um, stuff, you know, the side of the law where you're required to advertise positions, then I'm okay, because I have never met any of those applicants, but this one person has really expressed the most desire and knowledge of this company and the work that I want her to do, so I need her to start. So that was it. I kid you not, there was, there was no going back because this person has put themselves in a position where they really showed that they deserved this job. And you know, that's why when you write a letter to a company, you need to call them. Because if you're calling them, you expressing desire, you expressing the fact that you really, really do want this. Okay. And not a lot of people do that. So that already puts you ahead of so many people. So guys, this is it. I hope you 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 learned um, you learned something from this episode, and uh, we will continue. We will continue on this topic. We will explore it more. We will take a few case scenarios um, of how um, different situations could go down. But um, thank you for getting to this point, and uh, I will see you in the next episode.